0: i'm dead fresh i might pull up in a casket be come on like bro Basket spit a couple raps Checking Johnny Cash. Should I, smash Bro, it, I let you on?
1: Remember, guys, don't take us too seriously. We're just some bros being dudes talking sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest edition of Bros Being Dudes Talking Sports, presented by Wolfpack Productions. Um, we got a super jam-packed show for you guys today. Obviously, there's a pretty big sporting event coming up this weekend. <clears throat> It's the big game. I don't know if you've what? ever heard about it.
0: What? I haven't. What's the big game?
1: It's it's the Campbell's Chunky Soup Bowl. Because, mm. you know, for, for copyright reasons, we can't say the Super Bowl, right? Just kidding. We can because no one cares about us yet. So we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, obviously. <laughs> uh, we're going to break down everything. We're going to break down some prop bets for you. We're going to break down betting lines for the game. Uh, we're going to go through matchups. Obviously, a huge Huge talking point. Uh, We're going to break down some Super Bowl memories. Uh, But first, there's some breaking news around the sports world we need to talk about first. We're going to breeze through this pretty quick. Obviously, everyone's focus is on the big game this weekend, so that's where we're going to keep our attention at. Uh, We'll start in the MLB. Uh, Anderson signs a one-year deal with the Phillies. Uh, he had a horrible time last year. Had over a seven ERA. Uh, he has a chance to uh, compete for the fifth spot in that rotation. Hopefully, a change of scenery can help uh, revitalize his career. He did have a couple good seasons in uh, 2016, 2017. So maybe he he can rebound things now with a change change of scenery. But uh, yeah, I mean, not not the best signing. But, uh, you know, there the Phillies are taking a chance, and if they can get that 2016-2017 version of them, uh, this makes the Phillies' rotation all that much scarier. Sticking in the MLB... Uh, The season is supposed to start on time as the players union actually declined an option proposed by the owners to postpone the start of the season uh, by a month. So good on the players to kind of get back, get back into things and and get rocking.
0: An an honest question. I've seen where the proposal originally started by like actually Biden and the administration. Is that true?
1: that the proposal f- to move the season back was a month. Set by Biden
0: was what the idea of it was originally proposed by Biden's administration that the MLB should kick back their season a month. I, I honestly did see an article on this today and I did not know if that was, you know, you, you, you can't believe everything you see on the internet nowadays. Before, right. So I, I didn't mean, know. I didn't know. Cause it was interesting to me. That you have all That's these strange. leagues playing And then it's like if it is true I don't Man. know
1: That is strange too especially because the MLB Especially in the beginning part of their season and spring training it's in super warm Climates right so you know The disease doesn't really last uh, As well uh, in the hot In the hot uh, temperatures. so You know I'm not I'm not really sure uh, That is interesting it's definitely Like kind of eye opening Honestly that is weird I've not I didn't see That so uh, I guess I need to take a look into that what what was your thoughts on it
0: it's just dumb
1: <laughs> like i was wondering in the first place like,
0: why the hell would they care whenever the nba's out here playing the nfl's out here playing college basketball is out here playing like right at yeah, this contact, point who gives a shit
1: well that's what's crazy is like those are contact sports and like really for all intents and purposes baseball especially of the major four or five if you count soccer is the least contact sport of them all like it's just, there's not a lot of physical contact between everybody. You know? I guess you could say the ball is getting passed around, but I mean, that's just, it doesn't make a lot of sense for sure, but there are some, there are some states that actually are going to be allowing fans, uh, right at the beginning of the season, uh, for the MLB too. So. I don't know, we'll see. I am excited for pitchers and catchers to report little over two weeks or three weeks now uh, before pitchers and catchers report. So yeah, that's really exciting. i am I'm, I'm ready for the baseball season to start back up. It sucks that football's ending, but at least you know, you get pitchers and catchers right there. For those of us that like it, I mean it's a quick turnaround, so something to keep your mind preoccupied until uh until football's back. Don, I know this is you're getting into like for most people, seasonal depression starts in like, Late November and last until like February. Don's seasonal depression is from the middle of February until the third week in April, and that's that's when yeah. Don is at his lowest.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a sad time. Like everyone loves the sunshine and the summer months, and you know that's great. They like the they like the uh, lake and they like the vacations and beach and all that. And really, my heart's between April and uh between you know march and april all the way through summer is uh free agency the draft the rumors right. right. swirl around right. but like i'm a drug addict dude and and my addiction is football and that's yeah. just how it goes the rest of them can suck it honestly i hate to say that but it is what it is so i had to pick one
1: man no, I absolutely – we're on the same page there for sure. We are football guys through and through. The one thing that helps me a little bit is like I am as much of a diehard hockey fan as I am a diehard uh, football fan. So it does help me get through a little bit. And obviously all the free agent stuff and the draft and the combines, pro days and stuff, that helps me get through too. One of my favorite things is that week that week after the draft, I just sit down and I watch full games from the people that the Pats have just dropped drafted. drafted like and i i literally sit there and scout them to kind of get an idea of what to expect from them like that's how that's the kind of nerd i am but anyway let's get back on track here a little bit let's talk about some of these other not so great drugs known as other sports uh let's talk about the nba real quick so cd i don't know if you saw this kevin durant actually leads the league in all-star voting right now edging out your boy lebron any thoughts on that
0: top two players in the NBA. I mean, interchange them how you want to, those top two
1: players. I day. mean, this this has to be discussed, though. I mean, should LeBron even be in contention to go to the All-Star game after how he treated one of the, the loyal patrons? I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. sitting there cursing out is. someone who yeah. pays his paycheck. I yeah. mean, that's just that's not right.
0: I mean, LeBron is an asshole for this. I mean, you know, we've seen this this, this poor little girl didn't deserve this. Her and her, her, and her daddy didn't deserve this. Or about, oh, my bad. I got it wrong. That's her husband. oh yeah, forgot. Oh, oh Miss Rocks. That's what I call her. She looks like damn cinder blocks in her chest. Whoever her plastic surgeon was sucks. Let me just oh tell you that.
1: God. Don, you're taking shots at this innocent woman. I mean, she is a victim of assault <laughs> from LeBron. A She's complete- a victim
0: She's a victim of assault from her plastic surgeon.
1: (laughs) She's a victim of botched surgery, is what you're saying? (laughs) Yeah. That's messed up, man. I think she's beautiful.
0: Yeah. She looks like... I ain't even gonna get into it. it. I'll get canceled.
1: Yeah, we'll get we'll get consoled right off the rip. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought this was such a non-story. Everyone was making a huge deal about it. Like, I do think it's bad optics for LeBron, but it's even worse optics for this couple trying to chirp him. Like, if you're gonna chirp somebody, don't get pissed if they chirp back,
0: right? Do like, you do you I, think he really said? Do you think he really like word for word said what they they claimed?
1: Well, no. Apparently, apparently, a video came out of someone um. Someone posted a video of them like breaking down what the uh what the what LeBron was actually saying and they like read his lips and apparently he did not say what they said. He said the only curse word that they caught uh him saying on the mic was ass. They said oh he said all oh, steroid ass. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what he, he did say that that came out, yeah, from-
0: and I think he even like alluded to that one, but like it first came out like what was it sit your uh sit your yeah, she's ass a- down bitch
1: yeah, that's what she said. That's what she said he said. I, as soon as I read it, I was like, "Uh, ah, if he did say that, that's not a great look. Like you should be able to chirp someone without saying that." But I don't know. Like I said, like I I am you made one a of big
0: biggest, IG post about it and everything.
1: Right. Like I'm one of the biggest shit talkers ever. But like if I chirp someone, I'm expecting to either A get chirped back or someone's going to try and start something physical with me. Like I I get that. Like if I make the choice to chirp someone, I understand the consequences. Yeah. It's going to happen.
0: And here's my thing. Like, I guess people think when they're at sporting events, like, they start doing it. They think they're immune to it. Like, these athletes are not allowed to, like, speak to you.
1: They're not allowed to have a reaction, right? Yeah,
0: reality of it is, man. Like,
1: yeah, they are
0: allowed. I mean, it's frowned upon, I guess, but...
1: I think, well, I think a lot of it is we're kind of guilty of this as, like, a a society, is that we put these guys on a platform, and it almost, like, dehumanizes them in a way. So, like, we see them as, like, larger than life, right? So then when we're chirping them, they're not allowed to have emotions because they're not human. You know what I mean? But they they still are human. That's the problem is we glorify them to this level when underneath they have all the same emotions.
0: not only glorification, like – Glorification aside, I think we expect them to be of our entertainment and our entertainment only. Like I truly do believe that. Um, like they play the sport because we like to watch them play the sport. Like, and to an extent, that's true. But like that doesn't give you the right to say whatever you want, and they just have to sit there and take it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: it is. It is almost like, in and for lack of better phrasing, it's almost like a lot of these. These fans have, like, a a slavery mentality, right? Like, you are not to, to do anything other than what I tell you to. You are to show up to work, you're supposed to play your sport, you're supposed to go home. Now, I don't necessarily agree with all the political activism and stuff that people are doing and, like, doing it on the court or whatever. Like, there's definitely a time and a place for it, for sure. Uh, but, but... Um, they are human. It is their right to to voice any opinion that they that they feel necessary. And if you're attacking them, to sit there and say that they should just sit back and and take that, I mean that just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like people people just are so 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 uh, hypocritical is the word I'm looking for. It's just it's not even. I enjoy fun. it. I really enjoy it. Like whenever
0: uh, Ron Artest, whenever the Mouse in the Palace uh, went on. I love that. I love seeing a fan get his ass beat because he threw a whole thing of pop down on the floor on the players. Like right. I love it. Like if you do if you do that out in the streets, you're gonna you're gonna get your ass beat. It's just how it goes. And I mean I'm I'm glad I like seeing that. Uh you know, even if it is LeBron chirping some fans, um, there's been some other instances of it. Anyway, I do. I enjoy it. I love seeing a fan get a wake up call.
1: Right, yeah, me too. I, I don't understand this whole, like, I'm above reproach thing that some fans have. Like I said, when I go to games, <laughs> I, I chirp. I'm usually too far away for them to hear me, but I chirp them, and I know I understand the consequences. If they do hear me or a surrounding fan hears me and doesn't like what I'm saying, there's going to be some consequences. They're either going to chirp me back or it could get physical, but I understand that. So I think a lot of these people that, that – Do the chirping and like are trying to shit talk these athletes? They're they're keyboard warriors. They yeah, right. They don't understand that. Like, look, this this has consequences. Now it may not, but it it could have some pretty significant consequences. You got to be all right with that.
0: They're they're probably keyboard warriors, just like that Dan Daykik. Yeah, you Dan, (laughs) you asshole Dan.
1: Hey Dodd, just remember, you got a bad beard and you're unathletic. <laughs> that was the worst that was that's one of the right. worst chirps. That's one of the worst chirps I've ever heard in my life. When I read that, I was like, what, bro? Like this guy
0: how? Well, and, and another thing, I I just seen where Chris Ballard is on his show tomorrow, and I'm and I'm disgusted actually. Like I wish he'd slap over and I wish he'd return and slap it. P.O.S.
1: You don't like him? Well, hey, you take it, dude. it, an
0: idiot. <laughs> I just hate fools, and he's he's got he's a lot a of fool. foolishness running through his veins, I can tell you that.
1: <laughs> well, before we get on too much of a Dan Dockett's uh, tandem, let her... Tangent—that's the word I'm looking for. Tangent. Uh, let's get, let's finish up the NBA. Uh, so Kevin Love is actually set to resume basketball activities. Uh, he's been at, he's been sidelined all season, uh, I believe, with an ankle injury. I'm, I'm not too sure there, uh, but he is set to re- resume basketball activities. No timetable is set yet uh, for when he's actually going to be able to return to game action. But he is able to shoot around and go through drills and stuff. So that's always positive. The Cavs sneakily look very good. Colin Sexton is one of the best young players in the league i really did not expect the Cavs to be any good at all this year and sneakily they're going to maybe contend for that playoff spot that last eight seed in the in the east so something to keep an eye on there if the Cavs can get kevin love back uh maybe they're going to be all right one team that is not going to get a star back transitioning to the nhl now what a seamless transition by me pat on the back right there um the the red hot blue jackets uh they actually lose their starting tendy Elvis to the IR. Now Elvis got hurt in practice and now you lose him for a majority of the season if not the full season. So not great for the Jackets who just got Patrick Laine via trade one of a one of the biggest trades in the recent at least the past decade in the nhl uh, they actually lead the central division right now which was a surprise no one really expected much from this team but now you lose your best uh goal ca- goaltender um uh, it's gonna be a tough road for for the jackets but they do play good defense so maybe they can give Corpusalo a chance uh who will be starting in elves place uh for the meantime so yes rough news for the jackets maybe they can stay hot but the road in the central does not get any easier with tampa and dallas in your division uh moving on let's talk about just some college basketball real quick there's not a lot to be talked about Uh, major storyline right now since we are in kentucky a lot of our fans are either uk or louisville fans well for the latter you're not going to be able to watch your team for a while. Louisville just suspended uh, all basketball games for at least the next week uh, and basketball activities for the week. So they are done because of a COVID outbreak. So they just postponed their Syracuse game yesterday. Uh, Virginia is suspended. Uh, The game is suspended for Saturday. No timetable on when it's going to open back up. Obviously, it's going to uh, depend on any negative tests. So, Uh, Louisville fans, you are not able to watch your cards for a while. Uh, some good news though, in the, in the college basketball world, Keontae Johnson, that Florida player that collapsed a couple months ago, uh, his his family came out today and said that his collapse is not COVID related. So it was something else. Uh, details have not yet emerged on what exactly it was, but his family did want to clear up that it was not related to COVID. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, honestly. I mean, if you're thinking about it, if it is COVID, then you have answers. Then you're like, okay, this was just a COVID related incident. Maybe he can recover and get back to healthy. And if it wasn't COVID related, that's almost scarier. Like you don't know what it is, right? I, mean, I feel like this this has to be, like, this leaves more questions unanswered than answered if you're uh, Keontae Johnson and his family. Yeah, I mean,
0: I felt like we knew it wasn't COVID from the get-go, honestly. I don't
1: right. know, because, like, COVID does have some heart implications, like enlarged heart, stuff like that. So I thought maybe it, it could be, uh, because with him passing out like that, that would make sense. But
0: Either way, you spin it. Not a good situation for the kid.
1: So, oh, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully plan.
0: everything gets cleared up there.
1: Oh, for sure. I'm just glad that he's all right. Honestly, I mean, yep. no matter what it is, you just you're you're rooting for his safety more so than anything else. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. I mean, these guys, especially college athletes, like I think we forget a lot of times. That these are just kids. Like yep. a lot of times, even now, like they're younger than us. That's, cra- that's oh, crazy.
0: Well, that's crazy. Most, about. Of, well, do you think about UK's basketball team right now. I mean, they're at least two years younger than this, maybe three or four,
1: so. Probably actually, four. At uh, least yeah. four. Yeah. That that's, that's, weird, that's a tough, That's weird, tough to <laughs> That's a tough pill to swallow. That's yeah, a tough pill to swallow.
0: bunch um, of freaking kids.
1: Right. All right, so let's move on. Let's talk about some NFL storylines real quick before we jump into the Super Bowl. So this one actually pertains to the Super Bowl, uh, maybe indirectly, But nonetheless, it is still a Super Bowl storyline. So the Chiefs had a barber, their team barber, test positive for COVID after already giving several haircuts. So as soon as they found out that he was positive, they escorted him out of the building and quarantined him. Now you just got some random Chiefs player who's in the middle of a haircut without it finished. But this begs the question, is the NFL sweeping some COVID results under the rug just to get this game done with some uh, with some superstars? Most notably, Patrick Mahomes, because he did get his hair cut. So, food for thought.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they are, I don't blame them.
1: I mean, you have to, right? I mean, that's like, you have to get this game played with Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't play this game, it's a big swing and a miss for the NFL. Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. It's just, All year has been a tricky situation. I just. Go Rangers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, <laughs> My phone tells the street, baby. Go Rangers. Big, big game tonight against the Caps. <laughs>
0: what does it do? Is that like a little power when you plug it up? I, get it, I changed
1: it actually just recently. How the hell do you do that? During the NFL season, I had it say, Go Pats. <laughs> How'd you do that? I'll, I'll tell you off the air.
0: You gotta tell Siri had to do it or something. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll walk you through it. This is gonna be a fun clip. I'm leaving all this in. They're gonna, our, our listeners are gonna love this. <laughs> I mean, this is good.
0: These guys, they do, shocked me. I did not know, know you <laughs>
1: did. Yeah, I, I, it, it, make, it makes me giggle every time. Every time it goes off, it says, Go Rangers. I said, God damn right. <laughs> go, go, go Rangers. That's right. Uh, yeah, but no, I thought that was interesting that the, that the, the Barber tested positive for uh for COVID. You know, you're gonna see someone that has like a half a haircut scrambling to get it done before the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah, the,
0: the, the guy that i seen the picture of, I don't know if it was like photoshopped or if it was real, but literally half bald, half hair on top. Like, I feel like that's that from
1: someone's mug shot a couple years ago. You talking about the big black dude with the afro? No, no,
0: no, no, no no, 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 this is like a lineman. Oh yeah. All, all I know is I feel as if that was the case. I mean, dude, you're just shaving it bald. Like, go ahead and finish it yourself. Why the hell is you get yeah, a barber in did the first you place? You pay to get a haircut. <laughs> oh, <if
1: you're> just... <laughs> That's the dumbest thing. I don't care how rich. Well, I ever first get. off, let me. Like, here's
0: what might be more weird about this situation. What What football team has a team barber? Like, that might be a normal thing, but I don't. I wouldn't think so.
1: I don't think it is a normal thing. I don't either. Yeah, I don't think it is a normal thing at do all. Think,
0: do you think the barber is the same barber that's in that State Farm commercial with Patrick Mahomes?
1: Oh, it could be, actually. That's a good one. It not might be. be. the case.
0: That's a good—that's a, that's a nice yeah. little hypothetical question there. Like yeah, no one for sure.
1: Right. Well, I say that it's not a regular thing. I know in college it is a thing. Like I know that Georgia has a team barber. I know that Alabama has a team barber, so it might just be a college thing. Um, that I don't know, but yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Some more Super Bowl storylines. Um, Herbert is bringing back the long hair. That's a huge, <laughs> huge storyline because this man was one of the ugliest human beings of all time with the short hair. We gotta throw that out. Oh,
0: wow, Jake, he just called him ugly, and he he compared you to Herbert. Remember. <laughs> oh, not true, Not true, <laughs> your
1: You're handsome. You pull off the look. Cheek, you're handsome.
0: Herbert's because Herbert not... he copied. his right. The act of it was, it was ugly. Right.
1: The act was ugly. There you go. Don fixed this.
0: <laughs> oh, there's... By, by, you know, he is bringing something back, too, other than the long hair.
1: He's bringing the Chargers back.
0: Well, I, there's a third thing that he's bringing back.
1: What's he bringing back?
0: And that's the Pepsi Ricky of the Year. Oh, you think so? Yeah, uh, he is. He was named today.
1: Was he really? I didn't even see he that. He was. Nice. Nice. Great. I mean, he he deserves it, honestly. And now here's the question. Does he get that if Burrow doesn't get hurt?
0: Honestly, I think so. I, I think he would outperform Burrow this year. I
1: don't know, man.
0: He was outperforming Burrow... To, you know, to the point to where when Burrow got hurt.
1: I don't think... I think it was With two Burrow, games late. I think it was Burrow was outperforming him up until he got hurt. And then that week that he got hurt, Herbert took over.
0: I don't know. I don't agree. I think Herbert was playing statistically better out <laughs> of the gate. Like whenever... Like Joey, of course, was week one. I think Herbert took the field week three. I think that's how it went. But... Uh, I don't know, I thought, her. I, I truly did, I, and Burrow is amazing, make no mistake about that, but I do, I think Herbert actually played better, for the, so I think, what Burrow get hurt in, week 10, something like that? I think so, yeah. I think through Burrow's first 10 games, and and Herbert's first 7, I, I think Herbert was, uh, Probably better statistically. Now, there are some things you, you've seen out of Burrow that was intangibles that right. that you kind of like better. But
1: Now, the one thing that needs to be brought up, too, I mean, did Justin Jefferson get shafted?
0: I think uh, either way you spun this, one or the other was going to get the, the shaft. It didn't matter. I mean, at that point, it was kind of like, well, one of them's getting the shaft unless you give out two trophies this year.
1: Yeah. You don't expect them to do that. So, the, the one other thing we need to talk about before we get into some Super Bowl storylines. Well, really two. So, this is pertaining to the Super Bowl. Again, it has to do with the Chiefs, but it's not really like Super Bowl storyline. Um, the Chiefs actually are under pressure to ditch their tomahawk chop chant. You know, like, like the Florida State uses as well. Oh, right? So, they're under pressure from some... Uh, activist groups to change that chant to something else uh, or get rid of it entirely so that i don't know man i feel like that's that's a tough loss if you're if you're a chiefs fan like that to hear that in arrowhead is intimidating like every time the pats go to arrowhead i kind of get like that's the one place that i don't like to play like that's it that's the one place that i am always like "Mm, this is not going to be a great turnout
0: I seen Pat McAfee talking about it this week on his show, and he was literally like, out of all the places that I've ever played, whenever you are in that stadium and you hear that chant, and at the main end, they say, you know, everyone in there is like, Chiefs. He's like, yeah, it just resonates throughout the whole place, and it's it's honestly intimidating. He said, yeah. I he said, I ain't gonna lie, I about shit my pants when I first heard it.
1: Yeah. I mean it it literally is like when the Pats lost to to the Chiefs in 2014 at Arrowhead uh week 4 when they got their doors blown off on Monday night football that's when I was like dude this is this is one of the more intimidating places to play and I don't think the Pats the Pats have won one time in Arrowhead since then and it was the AFC Championship game but since then they've not won like I mean that's I think it's a huge loss. I understand if it's if it seems to be offensive, but I don't think that there's any malintent to it, you know. And obviously as, as just a white guy, I can't really like say when you're allowed to be upset and when you're not. But I think a lot of things people need to look at like the intent behind things. Like if, if it was malicious, then absolutely don't do it. But like if it's if there's no malintent, I don't I don't understand like no. the outcry. You know, isn't
0: I mean, isn't isn't a Arrowhead Stadium like basically in a big cornfield out there in Missouri somewhere?
1: I think so. Missouri's an awful state. Have you ever went through Missouri?
0: No, I think it was Toby or Logan. Somebody was telling us about it.
1: Missouri's I, terrible. The worst state to go through. Is well,
0: oh, middle the the you know, help me out. The the region, the middle of the United States, is called the Dust Bowl. Well, I mean... Yeah, or the great, the, the great Plains. Yeah. Well, that's just the worst region in all of the United States as far as scenery and attractions. Yeah, and,
1: for sure. Dude, and Kansas is the worst. Like, Kansas, well, Kansas, Arkansas, and Missouri. All terrible. Kansas, that's what I was looking for. the Midwest is like Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Wisconsin. Well, Ohio
0: would, sucks.
1: Okay, well, yeah. Indiana
0: sucks for the most part. Yeah, especially
1: their their sports teams are terrible. Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> that's what I said too. You like that? <laughs> I love that. Um, last storyline we have to talk about Deshaun Watson. So now that Stafford has been traded, right? Talked about that on the last episode. Stafford to the Rams. Uh, we need to talk about where Deshaun ends up because this is the last big domino to fall in QB free agency, and then you're going to see a mad scramble. You're going to see who who goes where. So what are you thinking as far as Deshaun getting out? Because it has come out. He has formally demanded a trade. He wants out. But the Texans respond and said, we're not selling Deshaun. I think they're going to be forced to sell Deshaun, though, is the issue.
0: Man, I think Deshaun's so unhappy in Houston that he is willing to not play. Man, he's just willing to not play. Yeah. And I think if you're Houston – I mean, just get your assets, man. Let the man go. Quit holding you know, at this point quit holding him hostage. Like I, I get I get why you don't want to. Of course there's multiple reasons he's the top six quarterback in the league. <laughs> um you you gave him the bag. Uh, which and I know that's gonna go away with a trade more than likely. But uh uh, and another reason is that you don't want every player in the world to just be able to up and be like, "Hey, I'm tired of playing for you. I'm sitting, or you trade me," and you have to trade them just because right. they say so. So I get, I get, I get it. But at the same time, it's like I feel like the relationship is so damaged to where you can get the maximum <clears throat> amount out of Deshaun Watson right now, and I think they need to really take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. The one thing that I think is going to be like, kind of interesting is like the return that the Rams got for Stafford, or uh, the return that the Lions got for Stafford, I think is going to dictate a lot of Watson's market because if Stafford at that age with that contract can get that amount of return, three first-round picks well, and I- a late-round pick and a potential franchise quarterback, what's Deshaun going to get? But, see, the problem is the Lions had a bit of leverage. The Texans oh, have sure. no
0: leverage. Well, here's my thing, though. Like, I don't think it really is going to affect his market value. I, I truly don't. And for the reason being is Jared Goff has been uh, just not good, you know, as of late. And they signed into that extension. I mean, his contract is was unbearable with the way right. he was playing. So – To even to ship him off, they had to. It wasn't about what Stafford was worth. Yeah, it wasn't about what Stafford was truly worth. It was about what is Stafford worth and how much do we have to give you to take Jared Goff off of our hands? So I think that was the point. I mean, he it was two first, uh, two first Jared Goff and a third, and I truly believe that for them to. Take Jared Goff's contract off their hands They had to throw in the additional first I think it was a first and third yeah. Is what I think was the actual deal And uh, Then they was like well we'll give you an additional first If you'll take Jared Goff's contract
1: Two more firsts They took. They got three first rounders out of it No they just
0: got two well,
1: It was only two? I yeah. thought it was three But either way um, I do want to circle back to one thing You said that Deshaun was a top six quarterback I'd be hard pressed not to say this man is not top three the only I mean, two that possibly, I would comfortably but like put ahead of him are Mahomes and Rodgers, and that's as it currently sits. So those are the only two that I would take over him if I was starting a franchise.
0: I mean, I'm, I mean yeah, that's it, different, though. If we're starting franchises, if, uh, I mean, we're talking about today's football. Like,
1: okay, even if, just how they're playing right now, I mean, those are the only two.
0: Uh, I'm taking Rodgers, I'm taking Pat. Uh, I still take, like, I think everybody's falling off the Wilson train real fast. I don't think they should. I still think Russell Wilson's top five quarterback. Uh, I, I
1: I fell off the Roger or I mean the Wilson train really fast. I said I was on record saying at the beginning of the season, I think he's had the best three year stretch of any quarterback, and he was up there. He was my favorite quarterback in, the, or maybe not favorite, but he was the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion, coming into this season, just because he's had so much sustained success. And then through the first half of the year, it looked like he was going to be unanimous MVP. He was setting the world on fire. And then it just fell apart. Like, he looked horrible the second half of the season. Like, absolutely horrible. Yeah. So, I don't know. if the, I think it's something with the offense. They have to figure something out. Like, they've, yeah. they've put it on him said, let Russ cook. And then since then... He's not been able to.
0: Well, that's the lazy way about it. I think it's just – I don't know, man. I've had my issues with the with the Seahawks anyway lately. I even mentioned it on one of the pods earlier in the year whenever they – I think it was when they lost to the uh, Cardinals or the Giants. The Giants. The Giants. Uh, that I told you. I was like, man, something's – When you got a quarterback in the prime, the height of his prime, and, you, and your team is taking – You know, backwards steps in the way they have. Something's not right. Something's not going on right internally. But anyway, I mean, yeah, I say top six to give myself some security. I don't want to overstep. He's probably, I would probably put him at four or five. Like, probably five. Five is the really ranking, but.
1: Yeah. That's fair. But all right. The moment you guys have all been waiting for. Let's talk the Super Bowl. Let's get into it. Obviously, we got the Bucks hosting the Super Bowl. First team in NFL history to host the Super Bowl at their home stadium. Hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, looking to repeat. First team with the opportunity to repeat. Or not really the opportunity to repeat. Looking to be the first team to repeat since the Patriots in 2003-2004. Uh, so, with that being said, GTD, I'll, I'll let you jump right into it. Who do you got winning and why?
0: This is going to be a game Dictated all by who makes Honestly, who makes the play at the right time And maybe who has the ball last I truly believe that Both of these quarterbacks we've seen Can lead comebacks Can make big plays And the players in which they play with Can make a play at any time We know that to be true One of the things I look for in this game Is Eric Fisher is out and when you're playing in a game on this stage with a man out that has played every snap for you since he entered the team, it's a big loss. I mean, it's oh, yeah. a huge loss, especially when you're playing against a front such as, such as Tampa's. Um, I think that's going to be a big storyline coming in this game. Yeah. I truly do. Um, man, I'm going, I'm going with Tampa and yeah. that's a, And that's a big reason. And, and the other big reason is this. I get the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. I get that he is going to be an all-time great. He's an all-time great talent already. Tyreek Hill is a speedster. Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends we've probably ever seen catch a football. Um, Andy Reid's a top head coach ever. Uh, uh, The Honey Badger in the back end is is a phenomenal defensive player. Chris Jones up front is a freaking wrecking ball. Um, all those things aside, these teams, I feel like, in the skill positions are similar. I feel like the Bucks might actually have an upper hand in the run game. and I feel like the Bucks are going to have an upper hand when it comes to the defensive line against that offensive line. Yeah. And to top it all off with the cherry on top, for me to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is I'm taking a man that has won six of these and has appeared in nine of these. And I know can do it. That's yeah. why I'm taking Tampa Bay.
1: yeah, I, uh, I I agree with everything you just said. you know it, that that uh, Eric Fisher story seems to have been swept under the rug a little bit. I mean, it's not getting nearly as much talk as I think it deserves because if you look at that at that Buck's defensive line, it's one of the better units. Uh, in the league, especially the second half of the season. I mean, you got JPP who's made a return to glory and Dominican Sue, who seems to be turning back the clock. Like there's a lot of pieces on this team that you think you that you even forget that are there. You're like, wow, he plays for them. Yeah. And Dominican Sue, who's thought to be one of the best defensive players in the league, not even just six years ago plays for this Bucks defense and you forget that he does like that's crazy uh I do I agree I'm, I'm not ever gonna bet against Brady I love Brady still to this day uh I, I hate that this is like causing such a Belichick Brady debate it's just one of the most annoying things as a Pats fan but I'm going to root for Brady if Brady wins this he has more Super Bowls than any other franchise by himself Tom Brady the franchise has the most Super Bowls <clears> in NFL history that's insane that is crazy can you think about the greatness that we are witnessing you the only person even in the conversation uh with brady is gretzky and if brady wins this super bowl he surpasses gretzky in my opinion he is more important to the sport of football than gretzky is to hockey at that point i don't think it's even a conversation i do i look for brady to have a big game i don't know I think he's going to pass for no 500 yards like he did against the eagles in in 2017 but I do. I look for him to throw for probably 300, probably a couple touchdowns. I look for him to spread the ball around. It is interesting to think about, though, because, like, skill position-wise, I'd probably take Tyreek Hill over Mike Evans. But the supporting cast that the Bucs have is so deep. I would take Godwin over Sammy Watkins 100%. Not even think about it. Antonio Brown is your third option. Are you kidding me? Like, who am I taking on the Chiefs that would Hardman. be even in the Yeah, Miko Hardman. Or Antonio Brown. Let me think. Even as biased as I am for Georgia guys, I think I'm going to have to go with Antonio Brown there. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. Uh, and then tight ends, you got uh, the best tight end of all time against the probably the best or second best tight end still in the game. And that, I would consider that a wash because, yeah, Gronk hasn't put up all the stats. I- Gronk, take is,
0: Kelsey in
1: Gronk is a million times better blocker and if it Kelsey be, was but... okay but that plays into it because if Kelsey was as good as Gronk blocking the Chiefs would have a little bit better running game I mean that's just let's call a spade a spade Travis Kelsey is a wide receiver
2: yeah like he, sure. he does not
1: put his hand in the dirt and block oh that plays a part of it I mean that's why I think Kittle is better than Kelsey right now as a pass catcher Kittle is maybe not as good as a route runner. He definitely is not as good. But if you add physicality, run after catch, and blocking into that equation, I mean, I don't even think it's close.
0: I'd still rather have Kelsey and Gronk today. Same probably, age, too, by the way. a little fun fact. I seen that the other day. I was a little shocked. Same age, 31.
1: Yeah, that is crazy if you think about it. I mean, that is, that is wild. Gronk just – I think the reason is Gronk came out of the gates so fast. So, like, from his rookie year, he was a household name. People knew who he was his rookie season. Kelsey kind of took a little bit to develop. Well, you
0: know, Kelsey was was drafted three years later, and they're the same age. That's weird. That is odd. It was a 2010 draft for Gronk and a 2013 draft for Kelsey.
1: Hmm. He might have had that. Well, Kelsey probably went to UC until his senior season. So that probably is part of it. And he probably redshirted his freshman year, too. So, I mean, that's probably part of it, too. So there's two years. And then he might have been held back a year or something as well. So there's your three years. I don't know. That is that is a fun fact for sure. Uh, but I am also going to take the Bucks for sure. Uh, the main reason, I mean, the shirt says it all. Bend the knee. Bend the knee. I'm not ever going to bet against Brady, ever. I did that in the NFC championship game. I picked the Packers to win, and I look like an idiot. So I'm riding with Brady 100%. But now let's get into the fun part, okay? We're going to go through our prop bets and our betting cards. So first of all, we're going to bet we're both taking the Bucks money line.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Okay. Spread is, I, th- I actually think it's Chiefs minus three and 30. a half. Yeah. So then that would be we're both taking the Bucks at, Plus three and a half, two. Yeah. I think that for sure is the safe. But even if you think the Chiefs win the game, to say they beat Brady by more than a field goal, I mean, let's let's be real. I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to take off on the on the Bucks.
0: No, I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, but and what's weird is this is a Bucks team in which we were talking about you know midway through the year of like, man, we. Do the Bucks have what it takes to even make the playoffs? Right, and yeah. and what they what they sneak in at six seed, seven? Six, I think it's a six. They were the five seed. Were they the five? Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, we were questioning their playoff chances at one point. Here we are talking about them playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's one of them things, man, to where if you think that the Chiefs are just going to run away with this one. I think you're going to be a little shocked whenever the fourth quarter is around.
1: Well, and the thing about it is, like, the Chiefs have not looked overly impressive in the playoffs at all. Like, they just have not impressed me. They should have probably lost to the Browns. They should have probably lost to the Bills. Like, the fact that the Bills could not, A, manage the clock to save their lives, or B, uh, capitalized on any opportunities, like— that's insane to me. Like you're Which looking I, at two games where you squeak them out. If you make those mistakes against Brady, you're gonna pay for them. It just you know. it is what it is. You're going to. It happens.
0: Which I give it to him against the Bills. I I feel like they kicked the Bills' ass. I feel like towards the end of the game, they really did screw up some things. But they but they had kicked their ass so bad that they that the Bills just did not have a, a realistic chance to come back. Let's put it that. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, I mean that's fair. Yeah, they definitely didn't. But I mean, you look when the game was what three to nothing, or I think yeah, and you get the you get the fumble by Hardman, and you don't score. Like I mean, that can't happen, right? Yep. You can't settle for a field goal there. Oh, uh, definitely.
0: Well, I think it was. Uh, which never mind. I, I'm thinking of the Green Bay Tampa game. Whenever Green Bay got the three interceptions on the six points off the three turnovers. Yeah, that's. But, crazy. Uh, Still though, I'm like you. Whenever you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, you know if you get a fumble with inside the red zone, you have to convert. You
1: have to convert. You have to score a touchdown. I think that's the one thing that the that the Bucks will be able to do. That obviously the Bills were not. Um, but all right, so there's there's the the main card, right? So we both have Bucks money line. We both have Bucks plus three and a half. Let's go in. So the prop bets. This is where the Super Bowl gets really fun. The opening coin toss, GTD. You taking heads or tails?
0: I'm always taking tails, baby. All
1: right, I'll take head. I wouldn't mind to take head here. I'll take head. All right. Is there a wrong choice? Huh?
0: Is there a wrong choice in this one?
1: Absolutely. There's never a wrong choice. Those are the two best things. Uh, So, okay. So, you got tails. I got heads. All right, what's going to happen first? A sack or a touchdown? I'm going to go the opposite on you no matter what. So, you got the first choice.
0: (sighs) This is a hard one, actually. It depends on who gets the ball
1: first. I'm all right with either here. I, I'll argue either one. I'm, I'm pretty confident in either one of these.
0: Well, the visiting team gets the choice of selection, and the Bucs will call tails. They will win the tails, head toss. They will defer. The Chiefs will get the ball. The Chiefs will score a touchdown before a sack happens.
1: You think the Chiefs score a touchdown opening drive? Yes. Yes. I actually will take sack. So a sack is plus one ten. A touchdown is minus one thirty. That's crazy. Chiefs get the ball first.
0: But, but but in reality, though, it just has to be a touchdown before a sack right. Right. It don't matter who scores.
1: Right. Just before a sack happens. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm I, I love oh, I love a sack here. Are you kidding me? Especially if the Chiefs get the ball first. If the Chiefs get the ball first. Put everything you own live on a sack happening first because you said it. Eric Fisher being out, they're going to put JPP on that left side, and he's going to feast on their backup. back. I
0: mean, that might happen. That might happen. I, I I just see it playing out in my head right now is the Chiefs coming out hot and Brady happened to cool their ass off. All right, that's just what I'm saying. That's how so? I picture
1: it. Wouldn't surprise me. All right. So this is an interesting one, actually. Will the game be tied after 0-0? Yes. You think it will be tied after 00? Yes. 100%. I actually think I actually think it won't again. I don't think it'll be tied back up after. I think something weird's gonna happen, a mixed extra point or a team going for two. Something, something strange is gonna happen. This game won't be tied after 0 0. Again, I get plus odds. I get plus one ten. You get minus one thirty. You're taking the favorite on all of these. So you're not gonna win all of them. I would actually
0: sure. put a good sum on that saying yes, he will be tied at some point or another.
1: After zero zero. So like yes. After the first score, it's then tied again. You think so? Yeah. I've, I'll let's do a personal bet here. You know I think this is down
0: gonna. Down? I think this is gonna be traded punches for a while. I, oh, I think
1: it, I think so too. But I don't think that it's gonna be traded like that. I don't think it's gonna get tied. I really don't. It's like, like I,
0: it's I'm like the it's like on Call of Duty when you're in the gulag and you shoot each other at the same time and neither one of you respawn.
1: That's the worst. That is the worst. <laughs> Bro, that's that's the biggest thing.
0: BS ever. Yeah, I that's agree. The, you
1: should both get the respawn.
0: That's action. like that's like the uh the uh fumble before you cross the goal line and if it goes out of the back of the end zone, it's a touchback rule. Big BS.
1: Yeah, that's that's some garbage.
0: I hope we don't see that play out in the Super Bowl. I'll tell you that much.
1: I'll be so pissed. All right. First turnover of the game. A fumble. Or an interception. Oh my, the odds on this are crazy. I would have guessed anything but these odds. So an interception is minus 160. A fumble is plus 140. There's so many more opportunities to fumble.
0: Yeah, and I think the odds definitely play that in my head is like, I have to take the fumble.
1: Oh, 100%. I'm not going opposite opposite of you on this one because there's no way. I could see the scenario where both of these teams are pass-happy, so they're throwing the ball a lot, but there's so many more opportunities for a fumble than an interception. You're well, even
0: if it's completed passes. Return,
1: like... Right, completed pass. There's so many more opportunities for a fumble. So the fact that you get plus odds on something that could happen literally any single play, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think that, that those odds are wrong. Those have to be wrong.
0: I don't know. I'd bet them why they are wrong.
1: That's crazy. Oof. That Yeah, that's that's a tough one right there. Um. All right. The first score of the game will be a touchdown or a field goal slash safety.
0: I mean, I feel like a field goal slash safety here has to be the favorite.
1: No, again. Well, these I'm, odds taking then. I'm taking these it. I'm taking it. These odds are crazy. The odds on those is touchdown minus 180. What? Oh my <laughs> yeah. god. Field goal sleep Field goal slash safety plus 155.
0: Yeah, I'm betting the hell.
1: 100 percent? That is such
0: like Vegas. Vegas thinks this the score of this game is gonna be 55-52. Like, that's what that's what right. they think the score of this game is gonna be. <laughs>
1: Monstrous. I didn't even look. We gotta talk about the over-under in this game too for sure. Um, okay, will either team score three straight possessions? Yes or no? Yes, minus one eighty five No, these odds are not right.
0: They count that counts as uh field goes too, right?
1: Right, yeah, but score three straight possessions the whole game. So you get three straight possessions, you have yeah. to have three
0: consecutive So hey, you can scores. think about it. Three straight possessions, in, in a whole half, you probably get, what, four or five? No, one
1: team. Like, one yeah. team. This is not yeah. both teams scoring. That's what I'm saying.
0: Positions. So, no, no, I'm going no on that. Team.
1: Right. That's that's plus odds again. Plus 165. These odds, I don't know who made these odds. This is the biggest retard of all time. I can't say that. <laughs> I cannot say that word. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> cannot say that. I'm gonna leave that in and see what happens, but that's instant regret right there. Oh <laughs> man, that's tough. <laughs> that's how
0: Morgan Wallen felt.
1: <laughs> all right, we're yeah, probably. <laughs> he probably woke up with all those notifications, not remembering a thing that happened. He said, "Excuse me, <laughs> what just happened?" Oh,
0: I feel that though.
1: Yeah, that's uh, rough. Rough for him um okay last last prop well you two we got to talk about the over as well but I'll look and see what that's actually at live here's the real question and this is my favorite prop bet ever well actually we got to do the over under for the national anthem too so let's do that one first so over under two minutes it's always what it's at it's always two minutes you take an over under national anthem I actually don't know who's singing it let's look
0: I literally listened to this. All right, so last year's Super Bowl, Toby's betting on the over-under national anthem, right? Yeah. I think the over-under on the national anthem last year was like 204. And I look, and I think, was it Miranda Lambert that was singing it last year? Or something I think like that? so. Yeah. Well, anyway, I looked, and she had like four, she had three or four different occasions where she sang the national anthem. And they all averaged, they all, all four of them came up to average like 2.16 or 2.20. And I was like, all right, Toby, like, you got to take the over, dude. Like, you know, to these singers, this is an act. And she's got it down the way she wants to sing it. And in four tries, she's, she's went like 10 or 15 seconds over their their batting line. Well, I tell you that, and it literally goes like 25 seconds under what the line was set at. And I was like, oh, sorry, Toby, you lost a hundred bucks <laughs> on the national anthem.
1: So this this site right here on Bovada, they have the over-under set at 159. So like I said, it's usually around two minutes. Even odds for over, minus 140 for under.
0: Yeah, I'm taking the over.
1: The, the people singing it, it's actually a duet. Hang on, let me find the names. Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan.
0: Mm, it's going over.
1: One hundred percent. I don't even know who Jasmine Sullivan is, though. I got to be honest. I'm not sure who that is.
0: I'm pretty confident in that it's gonna last over ten minutes.
1: I would say probably. I think it's trending under though, which is weird. Like I think it is. The past couple years under.
0: If you're betting it, let me let me have some redemption. Bet that over one more time.
1: (laughs) Take. Take it this time. It's going to hit this time for sure. So here's, okay, let's just keep going for the prop bets. I like these because I just found some more. Will the opening kickoff be a touchback? Yes, minus 220, no, plus 190. Yes. Easiest money you've ever made. I think yes as well. But no is tasty with the 190. I'm actually going to take that. I'm going to say no, it's not. I think someone tries something like a pooch kick, try and pin them deep, get some momentum. What will the first offensive play be? A run or a pass? Pass play uh or a sack is plus one hundred. A run play is minus one twenty. Give me the minus one twenty. I think it's gonna be a pass, actually. I'll take I'll take the even money for a pass. Will there be a score in the first five minutes? Same odds, minus one ten for yes and no. Yes. I'm also going to say yes for sure. Ooh, okay. First team to score. The Chiefs. I'll take the Bucks. I get plus odds with the Bucs at plus 110. That's crazy. Okay, last two bets. Last two bets. Let's look at the over-under here. I mean, this is, this is what we dream about. I love betting totals. Totals are my favorite thing to bet. And I only ever bet the over. So that's the only thing that I'm going to take. I'm taking the over in this game. I'm not even going to think about it. The over in this game is set at...
0: I know what it has to be yet for me to take what the over. What is it?
1: For it, it has to be
0: 58.5 or lower for me to take the over.
1: The over as it currently sits is at 56 even.
0: I'm taking the over.
1: I am hammering the over for sure. Not even thinking about it. Uh, actually, since we've been talking, the line, the gambling line uh, on this game has actually moved. The It's actually dropped a point or a half a point it's even three now, not even three and a half so seems like public money is going a little bit towards the bucks
0: Well they're smart
1: yeah public money is going towards the bucks sixty percent still betting with the chiefs but forty percent of the public has money on the bucks that's or forty percent of at least the prize pool maybe not everyone betting but at least the, the money in the pool is is going forty percent to the bucks which is pretty high for being being an underdog of that size. But let's talk about the most important prop bet that we have. What color Gatorade will the winning coach be dumped with?
0: Ooh, so, dude, you know the Bucs.
1: I think it has to be red.
0: I think red Gatorade's will be both in colors. You think so? I do. I really and truly do. The Bucks might have orange.
1: So actually, I've done some research on this. Orange is the favorite of NFC teams the past 20 years. Orange has been selected, I think, six times in the past 20 years, all by NFC teams. NFC teams, when they win the Super Bowl exclusively in the past, well, not exclusively, but almost exclusively in the past 20 years, have gone Orange Gatorade. So your odds for Orange are plus 160. Red has the second best odds at plus 165. I actually am going to take the long shot here and go way off base. I think there's some weird stuff that, that Brady has got the Bucks to do. I'm going to take purple as the long purple. shot. At, at plus 1,300. Yep. Purple at plus 1,300. I just like the big odds on that. No one knows anyway, so I'm going to take the biggest odds and maybe get lucky. The one that I think has a good chance, too, because it hasn't happened in a while. There's two. Lime Green slash Yellow. Uh that's at plus three thirty. So you have the third best odds there. And then clear slash water. So you're talking about like that strawberry watermelon or like the electric cherry, whatever you want to call it, Gatorade, or just water. That's at plus six fifty. And that color Gatorade is super popular. Like that's Brady drinks that on the sideline. Almost exclusively, like every Pats game I remember watching, he has his own separate bottle, and it's always like that clear slash like white paste color. Hot cherry. It's like white cherry, right? Um, I I I think those are the two that I'm gonna put it on. Clear and purple are my are my two picks. I'll I'm give you two. Red. Oh, yeah,
0: I'm Just red. red
1: you want red another and orange?
0: If I gotta pick them.
1: Red and orange. So you're taking the two favorites. What a pussy.
0: Yeah, for sure. But, <laughs> for sure.
1: What a puss! <laughs> I like it, um, but no, guys, that'll wrap us up. Uh, we appreciate wait, all wait, the. Whoa, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! We got our five
0: Super Bowl
1: moments ever. You are right, dude. Total brain fart by me. I got I got so carried away with the prop bets, I forgot we were giving out our Super Bowl memories. And I actually am yeah. looking forward to this because I'm I'm excited to hear yours. So obviously, if you guys. Uh, tuned in the last episode i gave my uh top 10 to five i saved my top five for this episode knowing that gtd would be joining me so we could get his top five super bowl moments so gtd kick us off just go number five for right now so we'll kind of stagger five. we'll
0: go we'll go five five four four or okay. so on you. okay okay all right so these make you know these are just the most the most memorable five that I have on my mind. Like when I think of the Super Bowl, these are the ones that literally hit my mind first. Yeah. And the first one has to be Malcolm Butler's pick on the one yard line to seal the Super Bowl for the Pat I mean, one of the most controversial things that has ever been discussed in Super Bowl history about the Seahawks not running the ball on second and go.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert, that is on my list. It's a little bit higher on my list, but that is also in my top five. Uh, at my fifth uh, selection for my favorite Super Bowl memory, I'm going j uh pass breakup against the Rams a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. I was so I was so nervous when that ball was in the air because it looked like he was completely by himself. And then here comes J Mac across the field in cover three, goes into the middle of the field when he had uh deep left third to make that pass deflection on Brandon Cooks and to help keep the game uh with bats lead. Huge play. Not talked about enough how important that game was to Brady winning his sixth ring. Uh, and for that, JMac has my fifth spot in my Super Bowl memories. What an awesome play uh, and an awesome memory. A lot of my my top five is going to be all Pat's memories, by the way. I mean it makes sense. <sighs> so just bear with me here for all you non Pats fans. You're just gonna have to suck it up. Don't GTD bear with all right. Me. Make fun of me. Yeah, make fun of me. Whatever. I, I love the Pats. You can get over it. Uh GTD, what's your what's your fourth?
0: Uh this might be one that you just may have skipped your mind, but for some reason it like is one I always remember. Uh the infamous blackout bowl. The the Ravens and Niners. Like whenever I was thinking of this it literally just popped in. Like you're you're sitting there, you're playing, you're watching the surf bowl, you're drinking beer, you're eating wings. You're watching all the good commercials, and all of a sudden, it's like, holy shit, we don't have power in the whole big dome that we're playing in. Like, it was weird. It's probably one of the weirdest things that's ever happened in the Super Bowl history. So,
1: Oh, it's a big it's a big conspiracy, too, because there's there's rumors that came out after that that it was someone in the Ravens organization that turned the power off to try and halt the 49ers' momentum, because people forget the 49ers were on a little bit of a comeback, and then the power comes out, and then all, all of a sudden, here, the Ravens win Super Bowl, right? So... Obviously, people put their tinfoil hats on, speculating that uh, the Ravens organization had something to do with it. Do they? I'm sure they probably didn't. But you never know for sure, and we will never get the answer to it, will we? Nope. Uh, No, I like that. That's a good pick. Uh, But this was an even better pick. Ty Law's pick six Mm -hmm. in the 2001 Super Bowl against the Rams. I don't remember watching this. That well as a kid, I was like what four years old when this game was going on, so mm-hmm. I don't remember I'd be lying if I said I vividly remember what I was thinking, but as far as Super Bowl memory, I just remember the Pats winning, and I was just excited for some random reason. I don't. I didn't have any idea, but when yeah. that, when. High Law was high-stepping to the end zone. I get chills watching it on replay on here. So I'm going to consider it a Super Bowl memory because it launched the Pats dynasty. It got their first ring. Uh, so maybe I don't remember it vividly for myself watching it in the moment, but it still counts as Super Bowl memory. That makes it number four on my list. All right, what's number three for you, GTD?
0: Man, you know, there used to be a uh, a debate that went on in my head about who the greatest quarterback of all time was up until about 2017. And this third memory has to be the twenty the twenty eight the three comeback against the Falcons that Brady orchestrated. And it was at this point when I whenever Brady came back and won this Super Bowl that I knew that forever the Falcons will be the Falcons and will be one of the most unpredictable teams of, of my lifetime to never bet on the Falcons. Just don't do it. And that there's no more debate in who the greatest quarterback of all time is. Yeah. Because you see it. You right. he, he submitted himself in twenty seventeen to anyone and everyone, including myself. So yeah. yes, that that makes number
1: three. See, I think I think for me in 2014 when the Pats beat the Seahawks, I think that that conversation was kind of done for for myself and a lot of people. But I think after that, after Super Bowl 51, it shut the book forever. Like there was no longer a debate with anyone. At four rings, I think there was a discussion with Manning maybe uh, for who the who the best of all time was. After he got that fifth one, in the way that he got the fifth one. I think that shut the shut the book for a lot of people, and, and rightfully so. No, I absolutely agree. My third one is going to come from the 2004 Super Bowl, like 2004-2005 season, um, Super Bowl 39, when McNabb mid-game, mid-game, on a bench, blah, he just starts puking. It is one of my all-time favorite Pat's memories. This one I do remember vividly. I was like eight years old watching this one. Watching, watching McNabb puke in that fashion was ridiculous, right? Great game, really, up until the end. Uh, and then you got Rodney Harrison doing the doing the bird dance after he got the pick to seal the game. But no, I will, I will remember for the rest of my life the visual of seeing Donovan McNabb on the bench puking up chunk, uh, Campbell's chunky soup. Uh, <laughs> Well, seeing Donovan McNabb puking up Campbell's Chunky Soup, I- I'll never forget it. And so for that, it's number three on my list. I mean, that it, it's it, it makes me laugh every well, time. For those I of you who I... have not seen it, go go watch it right now on YouTube. You can find thought,
0: the video. I thought you were laughing at me when it ice flew out
1: my car. Oh, cup, I was. So. I was. For sure, I was <laughs> laughing at you dropping your ice. Um, So drop drop your number two pick for your Super Bowl memory. Since you can't keep the ice in your cup to save your life. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: number two is the first play event of a Super Bowl. It was the kickoff. And that was Devin Hester returning one on the Indianapolis Coast to, to start it off the Super Bowl in 06.
1: Whoa, that's on that's on your good memories? No, it's was...
0: just on the ones that hit me in the front of the head whenever I think of okay. Super Bowls. Like all these were just when I thought when you said Super Bowl memories, it was like one, two, three, four, five. Like boom, there's your five. That's one of them. uh you know, as a as a young Colts fan, um, someone still learning their way into the football world and finding the players that he really loves that's gonna like carry on his fandom. Uh them being in a Super Bowl was just to me like, Oh, here we go. You're watching what who what they consider to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time playing in his super in his first super Bowl now then the opening kickoff devin Hester to the house and here I'm sitting like holy shit here but like, here we go here we go so yeah that definitely is making the cut
1: at number two for me Oh 100 percent as it as it should uh, I had that on my list as well. I was rooting for the bears uh one of my peewee coaches at the time was a huge bears fan. He's from Kokomo Indiana. there's a name drop for you no one no one listening has heard of that town Kokomo Indiana but he was he's from. he was a huge bears fan so I was rooting for them um obviously they did not win but uh great memory nonetheless uh my number two and this one this one honestly was almost number one. The Julian Edelman Super Bowl 51 catch. I mean, that, that catch will go down in history as one of the best plays of all time, simply for the magnitude in which it occurred. Like, you, if you take that play away, do the Pats win that game? Probably not. That gave them so much momentum, and it was at that time when we got that catch, I sat up in my chair in Dupree, and I said, okay, we have a chance. I said if we're going to get that catch, we're going to get that lucky and get that catch, we have a chance. And obviously, we all know what happened there. It turned out Pat's Creek come back from maybe not even the best uh only not only the best Super Bowl comeback of all time, maybe just the best comeback of all time in any sport. Like 28 to 3, you had less than a 1% chance to come back and win the game according to Elias Sports Bureau, and they come back and win the game in the Super Bowl. I think
0: in, all, like, all-time playoff history, I think it was the third-largest comeback in playoff I so. history. I think so. I think, I think the, the Bills history are one.
1: The Bills are one. The Colts are two after being yeah. down by 24, and then the Pats by – by er, 28. 28, yeah. The Pats were the down bill, by 25. The Bills
0: were 31, Colts 28, Pats 25. And Pats 25,
1: right. Okay, yeah. But, no, the, that Jules catch – I mean, I have two pictures in my room hanging up um, – Idolizing that catch for the end of time. Uh, that catch meant a lot, obviously for Jules, uh, and and obviously the Pats win. So that is my number two, GTD. What is your all-time Super Bowl memory? Now, granted, we are only twenty-three years old, so a lot of ours have happened since two thousand. Oh, like I for have, sure. I mean, obviously, like I even mine was a bit of a stretch saying tie Law because like I I have like faded memories of that. I would just. To say anything before that counts as a memory yeah. uh, would just be asinine, right? Yeah. So obviously we're not talking about well, all time moments.
0: Well, my my first and foremost is in that same ball game in which Devin History turned the kick. I mean, it ain't even in the ballgame. It's the cell it's the celebration after. Just seeing Peyton Manning lift a Lombardi. To me was just one of the like I witnessed you know, the best quarterback to ever play for our franchise. The greatest quarterback to ever played for a franchise. Lifting his first Lombardi trophy above his above his head. Yeah. And as a as a kid in 06, so I was uh nine. Or actually no, I'll take back I was eight because it's early, it's early oh six. I was eight. And to be able to see Peyton Manning win his first Super Bowl ever, that's something that I can tell my kids like, hey, you know, you hear all these stories about Peyton. You did you never gotta watch him play, you can watch his highlights, but I watched that ball game and I watched him in his first ever Super Bowl.
1: Right. Yeah. And that is something really cool. Like like honestly, I, I am looking forward to that to be able to like we lived through maybe the greatest era in not even just the NFL, but like sports in general. Like we have been very blessed. Um and and this this next one really hits home for me because like From 2005 until 2014, obviously the Pats did not win another ring, right? They got there twice and lost to the Giants both times. Going into that Super Bowl in 2014 against the Seahawks, I was just sitting there thinking, like, man, if Brady loses this one, he's now three and three in Super Bowls. Like, it's just, it's been tough. Like, I, w- I I, came into that game hopeful that we would win, but, like, given the past two times we'd went, I was nervous. I was very nervous. So then we score. Jules gets the go ahead touchdown with, like, two minutes and 12 seconds left. Seahawks get the ball. They're driving, they get this unbelievable. Catch by Curse on the on the right boundary that Malcolm Butler played perfectly and it just fell into Curse's lap. There's nothing he could do about it. Right, first and goal. Marshawn Lynch has a great run and Dante Hightower bench presses Russell Okung off of him and makes one of the best open field tackles against Marshawn Lynch I've ever seen. Second down. Russell takes the snap. Drops back, looking to throw, and it is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. That is my number one Super Bowl memory, and it always will be. There will never be a moment that surpasses that memory for me, period. I I don't know.
0: I probably could have not ruined it by starting it off at my five.
1: (laughs) I mean, I, I honestly don't know if there is a... If there is a single moment in my life that will ever top how I felt when that happened, that, and that's just, that's just as real as I can be, when that happened, I was in high—I was a senior in high school. I didn't have a drop to drink. I was completely sober. I jumped up out of my seat, completely blacked out from excitement, ran outside on my patio or on my deck, and just started screaming like the elation that I felt when the Pats won that game. I cannot be put into words, and and I've said this multiple times in our group chat that we have. I've said it on here a couple times, I think. That that the Patriots' fourth ring is by far my favorite ring. It was it, it was getting back on the throne, bringing the Lombardi Trophy back to one Patriot place where it belongs. I, I will never forget. Like I'm getting choked up talking about. It. Like it legitimately is one of the best feelings I've ever had in my life. I will remember that till the day that I die, that moment. And I'm eternally grateful for Malcolm Butler coming up with that interception. And I'm grateful for Ernie Adams uh, diagnosing that play in practice. Dante Hightower making the play before that to even give him an opportunity. Brandon Browner jamming Michael Baldwin off the line to give him a chance. Like, I just, uh, what a play. What a memory. Incredible. Ah, oh, that was yeah, that was a lot of fun to talk about. I get, I that dude, that's the one play that like everyone has like, I, and well, I say everyone has a favorite, but like that is that's probably my favorite Patriot memory period. Like that's the one. That is the one where I was like, because like I was known for like being a Pats fan, right? Like every Friday that wasn't a football season or wasn't in like our high school season. It usually ended the first week of November because we were terrible. But I would wear my Brady jersey to school every Friday. Like, dude, we got a big game coming up. I wear the jersey. That I did that from middle school up until my senior year high school. Actually, I did it in college too. Let's be honest, I literally did that in college. But I was known for being a Pats fan. Like, that's it's part of who I am. And so I would get all the shit in the world when they would lose in the playoffs. For them to finally get back in the saddle and win it, it just was like. It's just a great feeling. I don't know. Yeah. Do you have Do you have one that like is like sets <laughs> sets itself apart from the rest? Like this is this is my favorite Colts memory. Well,
0: as far as like one of the plays that that give me chills whenever I watch it, it, it was in that Chiefs playoff game, like when we came back from twenty eight points, and it was uh, when we when we hand the ball off to uh, uh, Donald. And he's never lost a he's never lost a fumble in his life. Well, we hand it off to him at the like, the one yard line, maybe the two. And they punch it out. And it goes flying in there. And here comes Andrew Luck in the midst of everybody. Scoops it up. Superman dives across the goal line. Uh to to get us within a, a score, I think. And just that touchdown in that moment. I don't know what it was about that. See, my favorite player ever you know, scoop that up and dive across the guy right. like Superman was just like, yeah, he's my, like, it'll never, no one will ever talk Andrew Luck in my mind. He's just my favorite player ever, and that's one play, and, there, and the there's another one in there to take the lead up 45-44 was the deep post to T.Y. Hilton uh, across the middle that made two Chiefs defenders literally almost run into each other. That's another one. But yeah, the Superman dive by Andrew Luck is probably my favorite play in recent memory.
1: I'm t- so I'm excited for people to be able to watch this on YouTube, actually, because for those listening, you're not doing yourself justice seeing just the the smiles on both of our faces talking about these moments. Like this, this is the beauty of sports, man. Like as much as as everything can suck around you, and you got that, like it's an escape, and it, it creates some beautiful moments like that. But uh no, I yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, but no, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh thank you for listening as always. Um we'll obviously be back early next week to break down all the Super Bowl action. We'll give you a full game breakdown, we'll give you what went wrong, we'll give you who's stupid, probably both of us if we're being honest. If we're both taking, yeah, if we're both some of these prop bets we're gonna look like idiots but it is what it is uh no we'll be back early next week to break down all the action make sure you guys tune in to uh to Dekey Benders as well it's our new hockey show uh, so make sure you guys check that out but no, we appreciate the support guys and we will catch you next time
2: my 40 like Kobe don't So to answer your question, I'm paid, I'm so real, my flow ill with no deal, I made These bitches be horny, three on me, way ah! Turning down deals so you know I ain't broke, I Better know I go get dope like a chauffeur. Ain't making toast, but I got bread in a toast I can't be hell. take this L, send you straight to hell I shoot your ass like K. Michelle, boy, you fake as hell I've been ballin' like Dave Chappelle, check my paper trail My fans know I give them bars, take them straight to jail I make them dwell back in the day, used to pull weight on scale Sauce, and I do this and was trappin' up my father's house Like Macaulay Culkin', I'm on my cake, bitch, call me Frost And got green like Boss. More polo on me than Carlton, FGE ballin' I'm just Chris Paulin' my team up, it ain't no stallin' Bitch, my whole team go retarded, these bitches ball. get a cough and I'll offer my aim is awesome. Every time I come across them, these niggas fallin', They gotta talk on my flow, sick. My shit be coughing. Skip past the grace like Greatfoot Austin. So take precaution. Boy, I'm a dog. I take your bra. Crack her like a car. Quick, I turn her on and she get wet like a water faucet. She been over, start applauding. I stick my sword Take this pipe till she exhausted She wants some more dick but gotta forfeit Like I have a son Trey on me, they know Tony ain't for none My first step will make a vet look like a bum Don't play for Phoenix but I do this for my sons I want, I'm swagging like Alan